Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an olive tov right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly, Yeshua, the olive tov, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across olive tov, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Olive Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Olive Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Olive Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give, pick on the Navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. And today we continue the Torah portion Miketz, and it means at the end of. Genesis 42, 19 to 43, 15. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be held in your place of detention, while the rest of you go and take home rations for your starving households. But you must bring me your youngest brother, that your words may be verified, and that you may not die. And they did accordingly. They said to one another, Alas, we are being punished on account of our brother because we looked on at his anguish, yet paid no heed as he pleaded with us. That is why this distress has come upon us. Then Reuben spoke up and said to them, Did I not tell you, do no wrong to the boy? But you paid no heed. Now comes the reckoning for his blood. They did not know that Joseph understood, for there was an interpreter between him and them. He turned away from them and wept. But he came back to them and spoke to them, and he took Shimon from among them and had him bound before their eyes. Then Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, return each one's money to his sack, and give them provisions for their journey. This was done for them. So they loaded their donkeys with the rations and departed from there. As one of them was opening his sack to feed to his donkey at the night encampment, he saw his money right there at the mouth of his bag. 
And he said to his brothers, My money has been returned. It is here in my bag. Their hearts sank, and trembling, they turned to one another, saying, What is this that Hashem has done to us? When they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had befallen them, saying, The man who was lord of the land spoke harshly to us and accused us of spying on the land. We said to him, We are honest men, we have never been spies. There were twelve of us brothers, sons by the same father, but one is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in the land of Canaan. But the man who is lord of the land said to us, By this I shall know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me and take something for your starving households and be off. And bring your youngest brother to me, that I may know that you are not spies but honest men. I will then restore your brother to you, and you shall be free to move about in the land. As they were emptying their sacks, there in each one's sack was his money bag. When they and their father saw their money bags, they were dismayed. Their father Jacob said to them, It is always me that you bereave. Joseph is no more, and Shimon is no more, and now you would take away Benjamin. These things always happen to me. And then Reuben said to his father, You may kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my care, and I will return him to you. But he said, My son must not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If he meets with disaster on the journey you are taking, you will send my white head down to Sheol in grief. But the famine in the land was severe, and when they had eaten up the rations which they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go again and procure some food for us. But Judah said to him, The man warned us, Do not let me see your faces unless your brother is with you. If you will let our brother go with us, we will go down and procure food for you. But if you will not let him go, we will not go down. For the man said to us, Do not let me see your face unless your brother is with you. And Israel said, Why did you serve me so ill as to tell the man that you had another brother? They replied, The man kept asking us about our family, saying, Is your father still living? Have you another brother? And we answered him accordingly. How were we to know that he would say, Bring your brother here? Then Yehuda said to his father Israel, Send the boy in my care, and let us be on our way that we may live and not die, you and we and our children. I myself will be surety for him. You may hold me responsible. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, I shall stand guilty before you forever. For we could have been there and back twice if we had not dawdled. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, do this. Take some of the choice products of the land in your baggage and carry them down as a gift for the man, some balm and some honey, gum, ladanum, pistachio nuts, and almonds, and take with you double the money, carrying back with you the money that was replaced in the mouths of your bags. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother, too, and go back at once to the man. And may El Shaddai dispose the man to mercy toward you, that he may release you to your other brother, as well as Benjamin. As for me, if I am to be bereaved, I shall be bereaved. So the men took that gift, and they took with them double the money, as well as Benjamin, 
they made their way down to Egypt, where they presented themselves to Joseph. Nahum 1, 1 to 319. A pronouncement on Nineveh, the book of the prophecy of Nahum the Elkishite. Hashem is a passionate avenging Hashem. Hashem is vengeful and fierce in wrath. Hashem takes vengeance on his enemies. He rages against his foes. Hashem is slow to anger and of great forbearance. But Hashem does not remit all punishment. He travels in whirlwind and storm, and clouds are the dust on his feet. He rebukes the sea and dries it up, and he makes all rivers fail. Bashan and Carmel languish, and the blossoms of Lebanon wither. The mountains quake because of him, and the hills melt. The earth heaves before him, the world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his wrath? Who can resist his fury? His anger pours out like fire, and rocks are shattered because of him. Hashem is good to those who hope in him, a haven on a day of distress. He is mindful of those who seek refuge in him, and with a sweeping flood he makes an end of her place and chases his enemies into darkness. Why will you plot against Hashem? He wreaks utter destruction. No adversary opposes him twice. For like men besotted with drink, they are burned up like tangled thorns, like straw that is thoroughly dried. The base plotter who designed evil against Hashem has left you. Thus said Hashem, even as they were full and many, even so are they over and gone. As surely as I afflicted you, I will afflict you no more. And now I will break off his yoke bar from you and burst your cords apart. Hashem has commanded concerning him, no posterity shall continue your name. I will do away with the carved and graven images in the temples of your gods. I will make your grave accord with your worthlessness. Behold, on the hills the footsteps of a herald, announcing good fortune. Celebrate your festivals, O Yehuda. Fulfill your vows. Never again shall scoundrels invade you. They have totally vanished. A shatterer has come up against you. Man the guard posts. Watch the road. Steady your loins. Brace all your strength. For Hashem has restored the pride of Jacob, as well as the pride of Israel. Though marauders have laid them waste and ravaged their branches, his warrior's shields are painted red, and the soldiers are clothed in crimson. The chariots are like flaming torches. On the day they are made ready, the arrows of cypress wood are poisoned. The chariots dash about frenzied in the fields. They rush through the meadows. They appear like torches. They race like streaks of lightning. He commands his burly men. They stumble as they advance. They hasten up to her wall, where wheeled shelters are set up. The floodgates are opened, and the palace is deluged. And Huzab is exiled and carried away, while her handmaidens escort her, as with the voices of doves beating their breasts. Nineveh has been like a placid pool of water from earliest times. Now they flee. Stop! Stop! But none can turn them back. Plunder silver! Plunder gold! There is no limit to the treasure. It is a hoard of all precious objects. Desolation, devastation, and destruction. 
Spirits sink, knees buckle, all loins tremble, all faces turn ashen. What has become of that lion's den, that pasture of great beasts, where lion and lion's breed walked, and lion's cub with none to disturb them? Where is the lion that tore victims for his cubs, and strangled for his lionesses, and filled his lairs with prey, and his dens with mangled flesh? I am going to deal with you, declares the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Saviot. I will burn down her chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your great beasts. I will stamp out your killings from the earth, and the sound of your messengers shall be heard no more. Ah, city of crime, utterly treacherous, full of violence, where killing never stops. Crack of whip and rattle of wheel, galloping steed and bounding chariot. Charging horsemen, flashing swords and glittering spears. Hosts of slain and heaps of corpses. Dead bodies without number. They stumble over bodies. Because of the countless harlotries of the harlot, the winsome mistress of sorcery, who ensnared nations with her harlotries and peoples with her sorcery. I am going to deal with you, declares the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth. I will lift up your skirts over your face and display your nakedness to the nations and your shame to the kingdoms. I will throw loathsome things over you and disfigure you and make a spectacle of you. All who see you will recoil from you and will say, Nineveh has been ravaged. Who will console her? Where shall I look for anyone to comfort you? Were you any better than no Amman, which sat by the Nile, surrounded by water, its rampart a river, its wall consisting of sea? Populous Nubia and teeming Egypt, Put and the Libyans, they were her helpers. Yet even she was exiled. She went into captivity. Her babes, too, were dashed in pieces at, at every street corner. Lots were cast for her honored men, and all her nobles were bound in chains. You, too, shall be drunk and utterly overcome. You, too, shall seek a refuge from the enemy. All your forts are like fig trees with ripe fruit. If shaken, they will fall into the mouths of devourers. Truly, the troops within you are women. The gates of your land have opened themselves to your enemies. Fire has consumed your gate bars. Draw water for the siege. Strengthen your forts. Tread the clay. Trample the mud. Grasp the brick mold. There, fire will devour you. The sword will put an end to you. It will devour you like the grub. Multiply like grubs. Multiply like locusts. You had more traitors than the sky has stars. The grubs cast their skins and fly away. Your guards were like locusts, your marshals like piles of hoppers, which settle on the stone fences on a chilly day. When the sun comes out, they fly away, and where they are, nobody knows. Your shepherds are slumbering, O king of Assyria. Your sheepmasters are lying inert. Your people are scattered over the hills, and there is none to gather them. There is no healing for your injury. Your wound is grievous. All who hear the news about you clap their hands over you. For who has not suffered from your constant malice? 
Revelation 8, 1 to 13. And when he, the Lamb, had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given to him much incense, that he should offer it up with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. And the second angel sounded and as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters, because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. Psalm 136, 1-26 O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. O give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endures forever. With a strong hand and with an outstretched arm, for his mercy endures forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endures forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever. 
but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endures forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endures forever. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endures forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endures forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever. And gave their land for a heritage, for his mercy endures forever. Even as a heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endures forever. Who remembered us in our low estate, for his mercy endures forever and has redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endures forever, who gives food to all flesh, for his mercy endures forever, and give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. Proverbs 30, 7-9 Two things have I required of you, deny them me not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song called Waymaker and Cornerstone by the McClure's. I worship you. 
the Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.